Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Wednesday, November the 23rd, 2022, and today is our 41st devotional, and we're still looking at the second of the two great commandments. Uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 31 says this, and the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So the question that we're looking at today, that we're trying to answer today, is who is my neighbor? And uh, this one is a question that was asked to Jesus. We find this back in Luke chapter 10, verse 29. Um, this is where we get the story of the Good Samaritan. It's talking about a... A uh, ruler that comes to Jesus, um, a lawyer, and he asks him um, how to get to heaven. Jesus gives him uh, or asks him about the greatest commandment. He answers uh, that the first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus tells him, that's good. Go and do likewise, and you'll have rewards in heaven. And he asks this question. He says, But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And then Jesus gives the parable or the story of the um, Good Samaritan. And I tend to think that this was not a parable. I think this was an actual event that had happened, uh, something that had happened where you had um, people going back and forth on the road to Jericho. Uh, this road was known to be uh, a place that had um, thieves along it. And if you got caught there alone, uh, you could get jumped pretty easily. And so you have this person that gets jumped on the road by thieves. Uh, a priest comes by, doesn't help him. A, uh, a, a ruler comes by, a Levite comes by and doesn't help him. And then you have this Samaritan that is coming by uh, and, and he's on his own way, he is, he's on his own journey and he stops and helps this man. And it must have been galling for uh, the Jewish people to hear this because the Samaritans, uh, when they looked at them, they saw um, people that were uh, lower than dogs. They just did not want to help Samaritans because they were a mix. Their theology was wrong. They weren't worshiping in the right place. Uh, they had part of it right, but part of it wrong. And it kind of reminds me uh, of the situation that we have in churches in our day and age where um, oftentimes we're willing to help uh, a, a, a pagan, somebody that is just completely off uh uh, off the what we would call off the beaten path, uh, he's not even close to Christianity. We're willing to help them uh, where we wouldn't be willing to help somebody that might just differ from us uh, with uh, a, a type of theology. And and, and I've some of the arguments that I've heard have been so funny, uh, you know, between Calvinists and Arminianists, between pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. And just the bitter battles that go on in this group, 
we see the same thing uh, having happened in Christ's day. And, and so he gives this parable of uh, the good Samaritan that stops, helps him, pays the bill, checks up on him, just does everything he can to help this person. And the Jesus said, go and do likewise. Go and do like this Samaritan person has done. And so the question that we like to ask ourselves or the question that should be asked of us is, who is my neighbor? Um, and Jesus' story, it was the person that was next to him, a person that could be seen, someone that was right there in front of them. Um, you know, he didn't have to go out of his way to find the person. He was just along the way. So uh, this could be our spouse, uh, the person that is next to us, that's our neighbor. Uh, this could be our sibling. Uh, it could be our children or our parents. Um, it, it's just somebody that's close to us. We don't have to go uh, around the world, if you will, uh, to try to help somebody and, and share the gospel. Sometimes sharing the gospel is just as simple as helping the person right next to you um, and, and being courteous and polite to them and, and helping them the best you can. Um, why do we have such trouble loving our neighbor as ourselves? Um, in my ministry along the years, uh, one of the first ministries that I had, we were in a, a little town in Oklahoma and I was the pastor and I was helping, uh, I was discipling a, a, a man and uh, I won't get into his name, but uh, just a dear man, and, and one day I stopped to help him, and he was uh, just had had a rough night because his neighbor came in late, uh, blaring the, the radio, and it, it just woke him up, and he couldn't get back to sleep, and he was just griping about his neighbor, and he, uh, if I remember correctly, he, he said something to me to the effect of, well, he knows that that just wakes me up and he does it just to spite me. And, and I looked at this man and I, I said to him, um, I doubt that your neighbor is even giving you a thought when he's coming in that late at night. He's probably coming in from work because uh, I knew where his neighbor worked and, and he had the late shift and he's just trying to get home and he's playing his music loud because that's just what he does and he's not even thinking about you. And I said, what you ought to do is to go, just give him the benefit of the doubt, go over there sometime and just ask if you can help him. And then if it comes up in the conversation, just mention, you know, when you come in that late at night, I sleep light and and your loud music wakes me up and it's hard for me to get back to sleep. Could you be so kind as to turn down your music before you come in that late? And my neighbor, uh, the, the guy that I was discipling, he looked at me and he said, that will never work. That just won't work with him. You don't know my neighbor. And, and I said, well, uh, as your pastor, I'm asking you to try it. Just try it. See what happens. And if it doesn't work, we can gripe and complain about the guy together. And, and so about a week went by and and he came back to me and he said, Pastor, I can't believe what happened with my neighbor. We're now best friends uh, because I went over and I was talking to him. And, and he asked the question, uh, if, if I had, you know, if 
the neighbor had bothered the guy that I was discipling. And, and so this friend of mine was able to, to go through the situation and his neighbor said, I'll make sure that I'm turning my music down before I get close to the house and I'll see what I can do to help. Thank you so much for mentioning it to me because I just didn't know. And from that point on, the two had a good relationship uh, as far as I know. And it was interesting to me just to see how this played out. But the principle that was used there was just, for one, assuming the best out of his neighbor. And if we'll assume the best out of our neighbor instead of the worst, it would help an awful lot. Uh, number two, uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they've had a bad day and maybe they're just blowing off a little bit of steam and we would want them to give us the benefit of the doubt had if we were in the same situation. So um, those are two principles that I saw work very well in loving your neighbor as yourself. And I think oftentimes, especially in a marriage, if we would just ask ourselves these questions, uh, is the person really trying to hurt me or do they just not know that what they're doing is hurting me, uh, that would maybe uh, stem the tide there. That would stop things and, and help us to address the problem in a right way because oftentimes our neighbor, the person next to us, is our spouse and we just assume that they know what we want and they know what, what they're doing is hurting us and we're not giving them the benefit of the doubt. So I encourage you uh, to just give the person, give your spouse, your your neighbor, your, your sibling, uh, your child, your parent, the benefit of the doubt and put yourself in their shoes and, and see if that doesn't help you with the relationship of loving your neighbor as yourself, like Jesus told us to do. So thank you so much for joining with us today. I hope this has been a help to you. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow on Thanksgiving. I encourage you to find uh, something to be thankful for. Uh, we have so much to be thankful for in our day and age. Uh, I'll just list one right now. I am thankful we don't continue to use an outhouse. I am thankful we have indoor toilets. So uh, find something to be thankful for and, and praise God for it. So until tomorrow, auf Wiederhören. 